Don't be surprised by our text today. I, I was thinking, well, maybe I just won't say anything and see if you all notice. But last week I preached from Mark 1, 1 through 6. And it was the announcement of John the Baptist. And this week I'm preaching from John 1, 6 through 8, 19 through 28. And it is the same exact text. Yes, the same text in John. So we are going to prepare the way twice. That was good this year, right? No? Okay, it was, that was supposed to be like laugh, laughter and, oh, oh, John, I'll tell you what. This pastor of ours, twice the preparation, so if you would uh, open up your Bible you brought with you, uh, pull out your pew Bible, fire up that mobile phone app, and turn to the Gospel of John, 1, 6 through 8, and 19 through 28. Hear now the word of the Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him again, what then are you, Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This all took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The word of the Lord. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me. Heavenly Father, we know there is so much preparation going on. In the next few days, we're well aware of all that we have to tidy up, all the presents we have to wrap, the presents we might still have to buy, the different things we need to do to prepare the way. For many of us, that preparation might still need to start in our hearts. We might still be in a time of darkness a time without joy. But today we're reminded about that joy we find in the form of a baby. And for that we are thankful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, but I'll let you guys in on it. Last night I smoked my first brisket. Yeah, we ate, well, we ate it last night. I smoked it 
two nights ago. So yeah, I smoked my first brisket. Anyone ever tried it? A, a few brave souls, yeah. So I went to Costco, and the first thing you do when you're smoking a brisket is what do you have to do? You have to pick out the perfect brisket. So I was that guy in the meat locker. I was flipping through pieces of meat, holding them up. I didn't have a clue what I was looking for, but I was trying to find just the perfect one. Then I stayed up late into the night. So if I, if I look like I'm not awake, it's because I haven't slept in three days now. I went to Disneyland until midnight, then came home and started trimming my brisket. And I don't recommend trimming a brisket after you've been to Disneyland all day. My like 17 pound brisket ended up being a 10 pound brisket. But then I put all the, all the rub on it, looked just right, preheated the Traeger, and finally, at 1 a.m., I put the brisket on for our church staff Christmas party. Now, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do know, brisket is like the pinnacle of meat smoking. It's by the thing that all pitmasters are judged on. How's your brisket? How does that brisket taste? But did I just know how to cook a brisket? Did I just know that I needed to put it on for a certain amount of hours, then pull it, then wrap it, and do all that stuff? No way. And as Stephanie can tell you, I had to do all of the work in advance. So I spent about two months, maybe more, <laughs> reading all of the barbecue forums, reading every post on Facebook. I watched probably no less than 200 YouTube videos. I researched the rubs, the temperatures, the rest times. There was a lot of work to be done. Now last night when everyone sat down to enjoy that brisket, did I say, well, you know what? I did all of that on my own. It was all just me. I whipped it up just like that. Probably not. I was barely awake, and I said, well, it took a long time, and it was a lot of work. But my guess is, after a successful cook, and I, I'm not sure if it was a successful cook or not. I mean, you can ask a couple people here. Christy's here. Ask her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? After it's all said and done, what will I point to? I'll say, well, let me tell you about the best brisket method I know. Well, it's the only brisket method I know, but let me tell you about the only way to smoke a brisket. Let me tell you about the perfect temperature. Let me tell you about the ideal rest time. So I'm not going to point to myself, am I? Instead, I'll be happy to send you that Meat Church YouTube video. But again, today we find ourselves looking at the ministry of John the Baptist and asking the question, how do we find our way to Christmas? That's the question, right? As you read in our text from Isaiah, so much going on. Wow. So much destruction, so many hard times, literally thousands of years of pain. How do we find our way to Christmas? How, how do we get from where we're at in the pew today to 
Christmas morning. How do we do that? How do we get from buying that brisket to sharing in a joyful feast, tasting what is good? So if we want to find our way to Christmas, I think we all do. I think we're all big fans, yeah? If we want to find our way to Christmas, then first of all, we have to acknowledge that our work, that what we do is a testimony of God's work. If you have a sermon card, and there's sermon cards in the back, if you didn't grab one, sorry, you can grab one next week, but you can follow along taking notes. If not, there's a place to doodle for those who want to draw pictures instead. Uh, the pictures are related to the sermon points, though. Stephanie is a, a drawler, so. But our work is a testimony to God's work. The text says this, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came to witness, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. John was not the light. But John came to testify the light. In a day and age where people seemingly take credit for everything, for their own personal gain, right? Look what I, who, who's ever read a book and it sounded pretty familiar? Like the person was just claiming that it was their great idea, but you're pretty sure you read it. And was that the road less traveled? I mean, that one's an original, come on. Is Scott Peck? I think Scott Peck, maybe, I, yeah, real, no, no, real, okay, I got one real less traveled fan, here we go, yeah, but you read a self-help book today, and I guarantee you, there is nothing new in that, right, you watch a TED Talk, and it's just a reiteration of something before, but aren't we quick to take credit for it, aren't we quick to try to gain off of that, but for us, we understand, that's not the way to Christmas, Christmas is hard if we try to take credit for it, right? Christmas is hard if we watch everyone open that gift, wanting it to be the gift or the best one. It leads to disappointment, right? But we have leaders who say, look at the work that I've done. Look at what I brought about. Look at my brisket. But here we're reminded that our work is a testimony to God's work. It's not about us, is it? It's all about how God is using us. As Jennifer said, at Grace, we feed people. And when we pick up those food deliveries, when we distribute that food, that is not our work, is it? It is a testimony to God's goodness and what God is bringing about. This is not our work. This is not our doing. It's God's doing. This is the testimony given by John. When the Jews sent those priests and Levites from Jerusalem to talk to him and ask, who are you? And he confessed, I, I'm not the one. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. I'm not even a prophet. Well, then what are you doing here? What do you say about yourself? For John, it was his testimony that he gave he knew the role he played in that story of God's great love. He knew what he was called to do. So for us, are, are you taking credit for that good work? Are you taking credit for all that's going on in your life? Or are you able to say, look 
what God is doing and sharing how God is working inside of you. So second, there we go, I almost said second. That's second, we find our way to Christmas when we light the path for Jesus. When we light the path for Jesus. John said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Now, I live right down the street from a fire station. Any bit yet, maybe you do as well. But I live right down the street from a fire station. So all day long, guess what we hear? Fire trucks. Yeah, you you guys are getting an A today. You're nailing it. Yeah. All day long, we hear fire trucks. Sirens blaring as the trucks race down Santa Fe. Now, John the Baptist is saying a similar thing. Clear the path. Clear the path. Get ready. Something's coming. He wasn't the light in itself, but he was pointing to the light. He comes before them to clear the way ahead. Jesus comes into the world, and the world doesn't recognize him. Jesus comes down to the world, and God's people choose to do what? Just what we do today. What everyone else is doing, what the rest of humanity is doing. And they experience darkness. Isn't it easy to go down that path? Isn't it easy to turn to a path that's not as joyful as we would have hoped? Isn't it easy to choose a direction that isn't preparing the way of the Lord? And it's especially easy then to let that darkness seep in. But for us, if we, if we really want to, if we want to find our way to Christmas, we need to choose light. We need to light up the path before us. We need to be that fire truck racing down the road so everyone knows something's coming. So last of all, we find our way to Christmas when we realize that discipleship is at the root of who we are. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees and they asked him, why are you baptizing if you're neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor a prophet? Why are you doing these things? And John answered them, I baptize you with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. The one who is coming after me, I am not even worthy to untie his sandal. So you know what? You know why I'm doing this? Because someone is coming after me who's the greatest. And you're all about to see. Was Elijah the Messiah? No, he pointed to the Messiah. Was John the Baptist the Messiah? You can all say audible no if you want. No, he pointed to the Messiah. Friends, this is the work that we're called to be about, isn't it? It's not about us. It's not about what you are doing or what you have done. This is about the work of God. It's what God is doing through you, 
what God is leading you to do. And guess where it's leading the world? You guys want to know? It's leading the world to Jesus. It's leading the world to a baby in a manger. It's leading the world to Christmas. So Christmas can start with a simple invitation. A simple invitation. Will you join me for a meal? Will you come eat dinner with my family? I, I think I went years of my life, probably my entire life, with uh, going to meals with strangers because my family, my extended family, would always just invite people in. We would have complete strangers. We'd have people who weren't blood relatives, but we acted like they were relatives. And we'd all gather around the table because that invitation is so important. Will you come to what my church is doing? Come to the church sing-along tonight at or this evening at 3 p.m., this afternoon, this afternoon at 3 p.m. There we go, I got it, third try. Come to the church sing-along. Come to Christmas Eve service. Light that candle and sing Silent Night. God is doing so much good stuff. And here, here in this place, guess what we're doing? We're pointing to all of the good stuff God is doing. We're lighting the way for Jesus. Church, our work, our work here is not the reason for the season. Just like John the Baptist, we are called to point to Jesus. For that, that work, we don't need a special clearance. You don't need to be granted permission. I mean, someone might come up to you and say, now who said you could feed people here? But you can respond, clearing a path for Jesus. It doesn't need to be done within the walls of the church even. We can take and we are encouraged then to take this message of Christmas to everyone. Does the message of Christmas stop here? No, we take it to everyone. I mean, Costco started taking it to everyone in like September this year. It was crazy. John says, Jesus is coming. Follow Jesus. So doing the right thing, it only gets us so far, doesn't it? Going to church, sitting in the pew, only gets us so far. It might point us in the right direction, but it doesn't get us all the way there. For that, we need Jesus. We need the Messiah, the Son of God, to be born into this world. We need Christmas. Prepare the way to Christmas. Amen.
So on a Sunday filled with joy and celebration, I have a celebration report. Did anyone see the thermometer in the Narthex preschool capital campaign? That red is going way up. We are so close to finishing up our preschool capital campaign, and we are so thankful for all of your generous giving. We have a match, yeah, we have a match that's a matching gift for anything you give from today through the end of the year. So if you're thinking about how we can bless the church, how we can bring about preschool ministry in 2024, and welcome kids on campus, families on campus every day, to hear about God's love for them. What a blessing that is, right? You can give a gift then today that will be matched 100% to help us finish off that preschool capital campaign. And we are so close. So any gift today, we have a matching gift that will help bring us all the way up to that 150,000 mark. And we are so thankful, like I said, for those who have given generously. And we are, I mean, I pretty much, I already called the preschool consultant and said, hey, like, come January 1st, let's go, because we're, we're doing it. The church is doing it. So we're right there. So any gift given today, we match. We also have our uh, Christmas joy offering that's coming up. This is an annual um, Presbyterian church. Okay, so I, I got this offering. That was the word I was searching for. It's an annual Presbyterian church offering. And what it does is it goes to pastors who have an underfunded retirement. So, so many pastors have served in low-income communities and different communities that couldn't help them reach their retirement goals. And so the Presbyterian Church simply writes checks to those pastors to help get them to be able to live with dignity for the remainder of their life through retirement. So we are thankful for that. It also goes to our ethnic colleges that the Presbyterian Church supports and helps those colleges as well, which we are also grateful for. So that offering will be taken up on Christmas Eve. And I think for us as a church, we just celebrate all that God is doing because we're so blessed. We are richly blessed. We have a creator who's filled us with life and purpose. We have a redeemer who walks with us. We have a sustainer in the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. And it's out of that response that we boldly give. We give our tithes, we give our offerings, and at Grace, we give up our time. I see so many of you here throughout the entire week, and we are so thankful for that time you give. But we invite you to leave those gifts and the offering as you leave. If you have any questions about end-of-the-year giving, about preschool gifts, you can come up and talk with me. You can talk with Tom Bryan in the back as well. Tom, you want to wave your hand? Hey, Tom, so good to see you. So we invite you to, to leave those gifts at the back. For those viewing online, you can hit the PayPal Give Now button as well. Would you please pray with me now? God of peace, in Christ you bring light to illumine the nations. He makes your will known to all who believe. We come in response to his call to us, seeking to follow and fulfill his commands. Accept the gifts we offer today as a symbol of our commitment. Sanctify them wholly, that they may be used as you desire. Mold us, use us as instruments of your will. May all that we do be in accord with the gospel of him you have sent. Amen.
At Grace, we actively pray for one another. We actively give praise for God's goodness. Um, we're praying for John Adams. John's family is here with us today. Uh, we're continuing to pray for him. I heard he was moved from ICU into a, a normal room at the hospital now, into a care floor. So we are so thankful and continue to pray for healing in John's life. Uh, we miss him playing guitar that the praise band misses him just in his friendship. Our congregation misses him being here. So continue to pray for John Adams. Uh, Stevie, Richard, we are praying for you guys. We're lifting up John daily. Uh, pray for those who are receiving care. So many in our church are receiving care from recent diagnosis and what they're going through. So pray for those receiving care this Advent season. Pray for those grieving this Advent season. I know we look around the table and it seems to just the crowd at the table gets smaller. Those that once were with us are no longer there. Those empty seats and they make us, they just bring back that grief. So pray for those who are grieving. Pray for those who just need joy. Pray for those who don't feel it, who don't feel that joy that Christ brings. Pray for them to find that joy this Advent season. In all of our prayers, God promises that those prayers are heard. So hear now our prayers. Eternal God of grace, you comfort those who mourn. You heal the afflicted. You deliver captives. You bring hope to the hopeless. You are a God who bends to the needs of your people surrounds them with tenderness, and lifts them out of despair. We give you thanks for sending us Jesus, 
who walked this earthly way. Through him, we can face those trials that await us and reach out to others with words of joy. We give you thanks for your Holy Spirit who continues to guide us, inspiring us to greater service on behalf of all of your people. We are frail and prone to weakness, yet you remain our source of inspiration and strength. Clothe us in the garment of Christ's promised salvation and send us out to proclaim renewed hope to your people. Make us a bold witness to the truth of your righteousness and fearless in the face of our adversaries. Keep firm our commitment to act on behalf of your justice so that the weak can themselves refer, receive the courage to stand. Garb us with the splendor of your spirit and renew our spiritual core. Make us faithful in our study of scripture, disciplined in prayer, and wholly abounded in our response to the, grif, to the gifts that you have given us. Deliver us from the frenzied pace of the world around us so that we may find time to reflect on your will for our lives. Arm us with your mercy and strengthen us by your grace so that we can truly be free to obey Christ whom we serve. And let us now together pray the prayer that Jesus taught us saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us in not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand now and join me in singing our closing hymn, Jesus Thou joy of loving hearts. I want to invite you to come back today at 3 p.m. 
to sing carols, to sing along with your friends at church, and then to decorate cookies together. And I also want to invite you to bring your family, bring your grandkids, bring a neighbor, bring a friend, invite someone you haven't invited before, and come out and celebrate Jesus being born into this world. And on, on the note of continuing celebration, also head to the patio and have cake, have ice cream, and uh, just be together, enjoy the fellowship. We need the Messiah. The Son of God was born into this world. We need Christmas. Friends, go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert, for the Lord is near. Pray for peace for all of God's people. And may the God clothe you in the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach us his ways. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.